0: done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Welcome to episode 117. Yesterday I spoke about teenagers and today I'm going to be speaking about toddlers and I've mentioned this in previous episodes because there is a huge similarity between teens and toddlers. Why? Because during those times in their lives, their brains are undergoing a major reintegration and rewiring. So in fact, the toddler years and teen years are very similar in many ways. If, you're, if you have a teenager and you missed episode 116, please tune into that. Lots of um, advice, tips and tools on how to navigate your life with a teen. But today we're on toddlers. And I made a poster for my Facebook page and my social media platforms highlighting something very key about toddlers. Dear mummy, I know that my behaviour stresses you out, but I'm only three and I haven't yet figured out how to do things any other way. I only do it because it works for me. You'd do the same if you were me. Please show me the way without making me feel like I'm a bad kid. I'm not bad. I just keep picking the wrong behaviour. And please don't punish me. It makes me feel bad all over again. Please can you help me learn? Love your toddler. Powerful words there and lots and lots of nuggets of wisdom in that that can help you deal with the challenging behaviours that sometimes your toddler presents to you. And I had a parent recently call me because she was in a big state because her three-year-old had bitten another child on the playground. So I said to her, beneath every behavior is an unmet need. And I've said this over and over again. And when kids behave, it's a means of communication. So they're communicating what they need. So with this kid, we had to deconstruct what is it that we think he needed? Why did he feel he had to bite another child in the playground? Well, as it happened, he gave his mum the answer she was looking for because she said to him, why did you do that? And he said, well, mommy, we were waiting our turn on the to go down the slide and I wanted to go first. And I knew that the only way I could get to go first, if I, if I bit her, then she would move away, start crying, and then I could go down the slide. So he was meeting his needs. But can you see that he was meeting them with socially unacceptable behaviors? He had found out that biting someone works because it causes them to, in inverted commas, drop out. So he can do whatever he wants to do. Now, is it right? No. It's socially unacceptable. He has to learn he can't do that. But he will keep doing it if it keeps working for him. So until a behaviour loses its purpose, a child will continue to behave in the way that meets their needs. As this, this child said, I only do it because it works for me. And you would do something. You would keep doing something if it kept working for you. So this is where we have to try and um, intervene to help them realize that certain things are not the right things to do. So we need to help them learn. So what could this mum do to help her child learn that biting is not uh, the right thing to do, and how can we help him meet his needs in other ways? What life skills and competencies can we give him to help him delay frustration and be able to tolerate waiting have patience so the things he needs are to be patient to be compassionate to be to deal with his frustration and to be able to cope with having to wait his turn so punishing him is not going to teach him any lessons I don't believe punishing a child teaches them anything. It teaches them to be manipulative and it will usually end up in them lying because they fear being caught because if they're caught, they get punished and nobody wants to be punished. So how else can we help teach the child what the child needs to learn? And we can do that through natural consequences. And, you know, we had a great discussion, this mum and I, because she was saying, well, you know, Maybe I shouldn't let him play on the playground. And I said, so if you don't let him play on the playground, how long are you not going to let him play on the playground? And she went, well, I don't know. How long do you think I should not let him play for? And I said, well, I can't answer that question. I'm not there. You have to meet each moment as it is. So to me, there's two things you need to do. To punish your child by not letting him go on the playground you can you can choose that if you want. And you could say that as a, as a natural consequence. Well, last time you played on the playground, you, you didn't play well. So today you can't play on the playground. It's logical for the child. It's related. So you could. But if you do that, you're then at the point where how long? So is it a day, two days, a week, forever? These are the things we don't know. So at the same time, we have to deconstruct the behavior He helped us understand what it is he wants. He wants to to go on the slide and not have to take turns. So we have, what do we have to teach him? What does he have to learn? How can we help him learn? So looking at ways in which we can help him be patient, delay gratification, tolerate the frustration of having to wait his turn. These are the things that are gonna help him take his turn. Therefore, he won't have to bite in order to get to the front. So behavior is, is a really interesting thing to deconstruct. And we have to be like Chief Inspector clouseau when it comes to what is going on beneath the surface. It's like the iceberg. There's so much going on beneath the surface. We have to be able to deconstruct and decipher it to work out what it is the child needs and what, what, how are they meeting their needs in antisocial ways so we can help them meet their needs in more socially acceptable ways? We have to separate the behavior from the child so that the child doesn't feel they are bad or naughty or horrible or nasty. We must not label the child. We can label the behavior because the, the behavior is, 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 is non-tangible. It's not a person. But as soon as we label the child, the child attaches to that label and then will believe they're a bad kid, naughty kid, a biting kid, a kicking kid, the kid who punches, the kid who can't play. And these are terrible things for a child to have to, to live with and grow up with and identify with. So separate the behavior from your child. So I love you. I do not like that behavior. I love you so much. The behavior is unacceptable. So they can see that the it, the behavior is separate to them. It's a separate thing. They are adopting this. They're taking on this behavior, but it's not them. They're good kids. They don't mean it. They have a good heart, good spirit. They're unique. They're little people throbbing with their own signatures, just desperate to put their print on the world and so curious that they just want everything in the moment for them. They can't wait. They have to learn these things. And this little guy's only three. He's not a bad kid. He bit someone and biting is bad, but he's not bad. The behavior is bad, if you wish to call the behavior bad, but he's not. So if he can, we can keep his sense of self as he's a great guy, a little unique spirit, as I said, throbbing with their own signatures, that Shefali Sabaria was um, coined that phrase and I love it. But the behavior separate to that. So hopefully that has given you some insight as to how you can be empathetic towards your toddler and work out what is it that they need and what do they need to learn and so that you can guide them and support them and help them learn socially acceptable ways to behave without labeling them, without punishing them and without making them feel more bad than they already are. They know that the thing, some of the things they do are not the right thing, but they can't help themselves. They're impulsive, they're in the moment and they're so wired and f- full of vitality and energy. Just like I said yesterday, the, the teenagers, so similar. So I hope this has helped you and that you will be able to look at your toddler through a different lens. Thank you so much for listening today, and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.